Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How is your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Well, good evening and welcome to The Pleasure Zone, you sexy, super awesome pleasure seekers out there. I'm so glad that you're joining me on this awesome evening. What's really fun is I live in Canada, for those of you who don't know that. And last week, this time, we were having an ice storm that actually shut down the school buses. So when the school buses are down, the kids don't go to school. My driveway was a skating rink. And this week, God bless Canada, I was gardening yesterday, went for a walk today without um, my jacket on and like could lie in the grass. Like the world is so strange and <laughs> it's just so fun and there's just uh, so much variety going on. So with all this variety going on, don't you just love how I create these most obscure segues? With all this variety going on, I thought I would talk about omnisexual and pansexual. What I didn't realize when I made my title, because I've only heard the words, and I didn't actually look them up, um, I read them in a book, and the definition that I read in one book, um, the person who said it in this uh, particular book that I was reading, also hadn't looked it up. So when they hadn't looked it up and I hadn't looked it up, I was just like, oh, omnisexual, maybe it means like omnipotent, like all-knowing, all-being, maybe it's something like big and whatever. Um, but what what the, um, I think they were just trying to throw words out there to sound intelligent, which is fine. Um, sometimes I do that too, which is what I did with this title. Cute. I'm very cute. So I just trusted what they said about omnisexual, which wasn't accurate at all. So it's not really omnisexual to pansexual because omnisexual and pansexual are very close. It's more like unisexual to pansexual. But who cares? There's just so many words and so many definitions. Blah! So how fun is that? But I really like the word omni and pan. So we will talk about those. And there is a slight difference, guys, a very slight difference between them. So for those of you who are totally brand spanking new to this show, welcome to this brand spanking new episode for you. It's actually a brand spanking new episode for everybody because I haven't done this topic before. That's right, like 180-something topics in, I have not talked about omnisexual and pansexual yet. Who knew? Who knew you could have so many topics about pleasure and sex? I didn't even know. And I know there's more to come if you get my drift. I was just watching Monty Python today, so I had a little Monty Python humor coming through, which there's a whole skit on Monty Python who's like, yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And I just felt like that was like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge joke right there, like as if I needed to wink, wink, nudge, nudge you. I didn't, but I did it because I could. 
this is my show and I can say what I like on it, which is beautiful to some extent until my friend and CEO of the show is like, stop the swearing, damn it. And I'm like, okay, I'll try and sound more professional. And guys, I have, if you actually listen to my shows from like four years ago, almost four years, it'll be four years in July. If you listen to my shows from four years ago, I was queen of swearing and I've actually really become um, subdued. Um, in a way, but my topics have become sort of more intense and interesting at the same time with less swearing, much more educational. So, you know, thank you so much for jumping in and listening in. I do love to talk about bodies and pleasure, and I do love to have pleasure in my body. And I'll tell you, last week, my body pretty much matched the energy of what was going on um, in Ontario, frozen Frozen like a skating rink. I felt frozen. I felt emotionally frozen. I've emotionally. Do you like that? It was like an emoji. Emotionally frozen. It's not even emotional anymore because we express ourselves in emojis. It's emotionally. I really like this word. I'm probably going to use it often. Emotionally frozen. And it's a. Uh, there I was, like feeling like a skating rink. Um, and then the thaw occurred. And I started to get some insight as the thaw occurred as to what was occurring um, with my body and what's going on around uh, energetically on the planet. So lots of awareness is coming up and lots of, of fun coming up. But also um, really knowing that my body is uh, screaming for more ease. Screaming! Kind of like... Um, you know, when you hear cats mating, I feel like my body has been screaming like a mating cat, which I will not imitate because I'd like to keep the listenership going. Um, but you can imagine screaming like a mating cat is what my body was doing. And um, I feel like it's easing off, which is nice. I did get to do some dancing. Today I went for a walk, which was rather sensual. I kind of just afterwards lied on top of a giant rock that had been heated by the sun um, and I kind of had like a 20-minute nap on a rock, which was odd. And and I woke up with like this imprint of rock on my face. And what was even funnier is I came into the house and my husband had come home earlier. And I come in and, and I've got like, you know, kind of like dirt in my hair. And I got like this rock imprint on my face. And I look a little disheveled. He could have easily been like, who and what were you doing in the forest? You know, well, I was I was doing a rock. Apparently, I was being an ecosexual today, doing a rock, and it was great. And uh, for those of you who don't know what ecosexuals are, you go into Inspired Choices Network and you keyword search ecosexual. You'll find my show about ecosexuals. So, the rock imprint. It took a little while. It took about a good half an hour for the rock imprint to start to get off my face, which was nice. And uh, so now I'm, I'm rock imprint free and I'm here to talk to you guys about some yummy sexy stuff like omnisexuals and pansexuals. What does it mean? Why are we talking about it? Well, one of the things is that to me, sexuality is really like, who am I going to have sex with? Who am I willing to spread my legs and spread my bum cheeks to because that's mm, open my mouth to because that defines me as a person and that defines me as what I will be in this planet. And it's funny. Let's just look at historically before we had names for these things. Um, 
when was that even? Because at some point, at some point in history, even like 5,000 years ago, um, you know, there started to become definitions of if you were not mating for procreation, there was a name for that mating, and we had to define it. Um, so, you know, there were names historically, and I have had shows about that as well, about, you know, um, different cultural beliefs throughout history and what was sort of like between heterosexuals and homosexuals and bisexuality and how that was viewed throughout history. But so these these sort of titles didn't really exist. And a lot of these titles like omnisexual and pansexual are even more new. They're, we're talking like the last 20 or so years um, that people have been bringing these topics up. I did not actually look up what was the day where pansexual was invented, you know, because I'm sure there would be a lot of argument around that. And it was probably something that came out of, uh, you know, discussions, you know, mostly in the LGBTQ uh, community. It's um, a lot of times there's like sort of a desire to be seen as an individual and like to be recognized for, for what you um, are choosing and creating that might be different on the planet. And so having a definition of uh, this is who I am and how I be on the planet is one way to do it by creating a definition or a name for it. So the word pansexual itself is derived from the Greek prefix pan, meaning all. Um, hence, a pansexual person usually identifies as someone who's attracted to people regardless of their sex or gender. So it's just like, hey, you have a body, cool. You could be a transsexual, transvestite. You could be, um, you know, hermaphrodite. You could be living as gay or straight or whatever. It doesn't really matter. Pansexuals, they don't really identify with you as your sex or your gender. Um, it's that the sex and gender, by the way, sex and gender are two different things. Um, just to be clear, gender is is like... Sex is the body parts you're born with. Um, you know, sex is like male, female. Gender is identifying yourself as, do you identify yourself as male, female, um, intersex, transsexual? Like there's so many different ways. To, gender is very different. Gender is more like a, um, a fluid, can be more of a fluid area. Um, sex can definitely be very, your sex is, it can be very, uh, definitive in a way, male, female. Sex is how the body is physically designed depending on the body parts each person has and a gender is how a person feels inside or identifies is pretty much how it comes down to. So um, a person may physically look like a man but instead they identify as a woman and so that would be somebody who would be, say for example, trans, that would be a transgender person identifying that way. So now let's define pansexual is attracted to all and omnisexual actually has no preference and is attracted to every gender equally. Sounds similar, slightly different. So a pansexual typically does not care what the sex or the gender of that person is. Nope. But when we look at omnis, so omnisexual, um, most people who associate omnisexuality it's, a den it's it's essentially like pansexuality, but a little bit different. Omni does also mean all. Uh, again, being attracted to all people, sexes, and genders. 
But, however, the difference is that a lot of omnisexuals claim that um, they also they actually see gender and sex, where pansexuals don't really refer to or make significant sex or gender, where omnisexuals will be like, yes, that is a such that person has such uh, you know sexual body parts or they identify as such a gender. Um, that's again, I'm not an expert in this area because uh, as much as I would say that I live as a pansexual, I don't actually label myself that way. I don't really label myself as anything. But if I had to give myself a label, I guess it would be pansexual. Um, but I'm not speaking on behalf of the queer community here. I'm just this is just like information and research. So when you do listen to this. Um, if you are part of the queer community and you have more information, please share it with me. And, and I would like to have a talk with you. Like, I actually would like to interview people on this topic. Um, and this topic just came into my awareness. So I wanted it not just came in, but it just came up to be talked about. So uh, I thought it would be kind of fun to discuss that. So omnisexuals um, are said to see uh, and note gender, right? But they don't necessarily care about it, but they do they do acknowledge like, oh look, you are a homosexual. Cool. I'm interested. Yay. Um they form relationships with the person regardless of their sex or gender. So in so many ways they're very similar. Just one sees gender, one doesn't. That's pretty much all it is to do with omnisexual and pansexual, but there's so many other titles, right? Um, I don't know if you've heard of other titles like ambisexual, um, which is a person who, you know, can also describe a person with homosexual and heterosexual attractions as well. There's so many of these um, titles, like bisexuality is pretty much right in there. It's like it's an automatic inclusion with pansexual and omnisexual. It's like if you are pansexual or omnisexual, you're automatically bisexual. There is um, that's included. That's included in your package, by the way. So, if you'd like to buy the package of pansexuality or omnisexuality, bisexuality is included. Um, and and I don't really know what it would be like to to just say I am bisexual. I'm bisexual, but I'm not omnisexual. I don't really know how you would um, separate that so much as in, like, if you're bisexual, you are choosing either gender, either sex. Um, and I don't know how it's actually different than omnisexual or pansexual, but there are there are distinguishing slight differences. Um, and a lot of times, though, people who are identifying themselves as pansexual or omnisexual will just say that they're bisexual because it's a more commonly um, accepted terminology. Um, so a lot of the people who are looking for like the bi, the poly, the pan, the omni, the ambi, all of those different um, prefixes, they really are seeking to clearly express the fact that gender does not factor into their sexuality. Um, and they are, would like to identify with, um, you know, a, a certain um, kind of in a way it's, it's weird because as soon as you label something, you kind of judge it, but what they're really looking for is the non-judgment of it. So if we had no labels, what would we be? We would be like infinite beings 
enjoying other infinite beings and there would be no definition of it and we would be bodies you know infinite beings that have bodies enjoying other infinite beings that have bodies um so infinite beings that have bodies enjoying other infinite beings that have bodies which comes down to the letters i b t h b e o i b t h b um which would be which is a very unusual title, but, you know, I, I'm more like an and if you feel like being one of those two, it is a new form of sexuality that I am creating today. And you guys are welcome to it. Everybody is. Um, but it's the title with no title. It's kind of like, you know, the symbol. It's going to actually turn into a symbol formerly known as Prince, but we we could just use a symbol and that is us that is us who loves bodies and people and enjoys bodies and peoples because peoples are peoples and i love peoples so um and i'm getting carried away with my love of peoples and bodies so so my ips i think right now we're going to actually head off to break and when we come back we're going to have more discussion on all of these amazing gender topics and ways we identify with our sexuality after this break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. 
Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and tonight we have a lovely topic that was actually a title that confused me, so I created it, called Omnisexual to Pansexual, and guess what? There isn't a giant range. However, I discussed it and put it out there like there was, because I did not do my research prior to making the title. And that's cute. I actually have to admit that because it cracks me up that I would actually read something from somebody and just go, they know what they're talking about because they wrote a book. Um, And then when I actually went to research it, I realized they don't know squat what they're talking about and I could write the book. I was a little bit stoned, but not really on anything special. Um, Just went for that kind of stoned walk. Good one, girlfriend. So wasn't smoking stuff. I was just lying on top of it. And it was fun, actually. I just have to say, I really like lying on top of rocks. I um, have a lot of rocks in my house and considering other fun things with rocks. But wow, what a sidetrack. Okay, so not stoned right now either. Just saying. <laughs> totally got that joke, Rhonda. But then it sent me on a sidetrack. And I was thinking about like stone. Rhonda's my producer tonight and my friend always. Um, and I was thinking of, um, you know, rock dildos and all kinds of stuff. Like my brain exploded with rock ideas. Now I got to get back on track to omnisexuality and pansexuality, not to omnisexuality and pansexuality instead of omnisexuality to pansexuality. What the heck is sexuality? Right? Like, what is that? Why do we always have to identify with something? so important so hetero not but why do we have to identify with something and make it like our our end all be all um and even if you find that you are primarily attracted to or uh only attracted to um the other sex uh as in you have certain genitals and the other sex would be the genitals you don't have um if you find yourself in that category what if you didn't even have to be um, heterosexual there. You could again be in Ipsibiopsia, you know, the infinite being that has, um, can't remember what all that stood for, but that has basically is attracted to another infinite being um, that is an infinite being, right? So um, I think if we just didn't have to identify, it could be so much more fun. And so many of these websites that are out there now uh, you know, you have to identify. Uh, what are you, male, female? Okay, got that down. You know, when when um, I've, I've never actually been on a dating site, so I'm just going with my awareness on this. And then it's like you've got to identify with um, what what's your sexual preference. And if I was like, I prefer infinite beings with bodies, um, that's not a category. It's a saying, and I would like that to be a category. So. If anybody's listening out there who actually is a creator of dating websites, I would like one that is for people who are infinite beings with bodies who enjoy other infinite beings with bodies. That would be spectacular. Um, That is non-labeling, sort of labeling, trying not to label, but it would just be like peeps, got peeps. Never been on a dating site, darling, no. No, I... The comments in the back room are that I suck, and I do suck, and Christine knows that I suck. I'm actually really good at blowjobs, um, so she knows that, and so she had to, like, make sure everybody knew um, that. 
<laughs> and um, I never actually required being on a dating website. Um, it's like I've never been single for long enough to be on a dating website. I've never even had a dating app on my phone. Um, and all the times where I've been single, I've really enjoyed being single. So I haven't even considered it. Even though websites have dating websites have been around a while, um, guys, I'm pretty new to the tech era. I got my very first uh, my very first computer five years ago, and I got my very first cell phone ten years ago. So I'm pretty pretty new to these, and I didn't have I had like an old flip phone, and I didn't even know how to take pictures on it. So I'm so cool. So, yeah, I probably couldn't have even figured out how to do online dating at the time because until five years ago, I knew how to write an email, and even that made me a little nervous. Um, and I went from that to, like, creating my own websites and stuff. But actually, ironically, I could write an email, but I also knew how to do bizarre things that I was training to do for a job that I lied about that I said I, I knew how to do um website stuff but I didn't but I taught myself <laughs> and then I did like all their search engine optimization for their thing that I had to learn what that was and how to do it um, I'm adorable and sometimes they just say say yes and figure it out after and that's what I did I just said yes and figured it out after um, what a sideline because that's me and my omnisexuality I just choose all of it and then figure it out after pansexuality um i don't really identify with oh maybe i do because sometimes i'm like wow those are nice boobs what a nice girl bum you have or wow what a package on that guy like i guess i do kind of a more like omnisexual because i like see the i can see that there's body parts and i can identify with that um but i'm not binary about it either so it's like if you are like Oh, you have a uh, you have a penis. Cool. I could even be like, wow, that's so intriguing. What do you have? What body parts do you have? And one of my sweetest, most intriguing and strange moments of my life was when I was twenty five. When I was twenty five, I went to England, and a friend of mine had invited me out for dinner um, to visit a friend of hers that I'd never met, but she'd apparently told. Um, told me about told this person about me and this person wanted to meet me and off we go to this person's house who I was like well, that's interesting is this person a woman or a man I couldn't really tell um, and it was so intriguing to me I was like um, and this person was actually like formally like a, a, an actual like famous singer so I won't name names but they were in the 80s like in a famous band and it, it wasn't by George by the way but one of my that same friend actually had a friend who knew Boy George, but that's a long other story. Um, and so this person was had like entered, yeah. So I'm at this person's house, and my friend is like, "Oh, that person like really like loves you so much." And I'm like with my boyfriend at the time visiting this person's house, and it wasn't until we left that evening I'm like, "So is that person a man or a woman?" Because I'm really wondering, and my friend's like, that person's born with both. And I was like, wow, that was my first, it was the first hermaphrodite I'd ever met. Actually, the only hermaphrodite I'd ever met. Um, and I was so intrigued because there was such an interesting energy of, I wasn't sure. 
I think I, I think I'm yelling now. I'm not sure. Um, we yeah. So if I am yelling, I'm sorry. There, there's so the the, the, the what am I saying? Oh yeah. So among I don't know. And my so my friend had yeah. So had this friend, and so yeah, hermaphrodite. I was totally fascinated by. The fact that I got to like meet a hermaphrodite and I wasn't, I think I was mostly intrigued because it was my, I'd been so intrigued already by hermaphrodites. The fact that I met one in person, I still am kind of in awe and I'm like, wow, I met a hermaphrodite. Like somebody who admitted that they were a hermaphrodite, sort of like my, they told my friend and my friend told me, um, so, so intriguing. Um, oh, I see what my friend's saying. Okay, so yes, um, I will tell the producers after who that is when we go to break so that I'm not typing and talking because I'm not very talented like that so much. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so yeah, there's so many versions. So, that so binary, uh, being binary sex is when you are showing up as one, you are female or you are male. That's binary sex. So non-binary is where you're kind of like in this, like, what are you? What's going on? And the other day I was on the um, I was on the TTC in Toronto, which is the Toronto Transit Commission, and they have subways in Toronto. And I was sitting down, and there two people came on the subway, and I was like, oh wow, that's interesting. Hmm. My first thought was, oh, those are some interesting lesbians. And I was like, oh. Are they lesbians? What is that? What is that energy? I was like so intrigued by their energy. Um, and then I actually heard one of them speak and I'm like, oh, transgender. Oh, cool. And then I was like, no, not transgender. Maybe that's hermaphrodite too. But I didn't want to like stop people in the middle of the TTC and go, hey, were you born with both? I'm so intrigued. Uh, I almost did, but I didn't. Uh, the whole idea of of having like fluid sexuality and fluid, um, like a fluidity about how you appear. It's fascinating to me because so much of what we try and put out there in the world is like cell, sex cells, sell your body parts. And when they say sex cells, they actually do mean like those genital body parts that identify you as male or female cell. Um, they're not saying necessarily also, I mean, fornication, copulation cells as well, but they actually do mean sex parts, body parts that identify your sex cell. So having a tr uh, like a gender neutral, gender fluid person in ads, I am really curious how that would present um, to the world and how people would start to interpret that. You don't see that a lot. And I'm wondering if that's something that's going to come out more and more in marketing as people are opening more to the idea of being omnisexual, pansexual, just loving one another and just being willing to enjoy bodies regardless of what their genitals um, are showing up as. So I'm so distracted by this show tonight that it's hilarious, but I'm enjoying it. And so um, I'm a little late for break, but we're actually going to head off to break right about now. And when we come back, more on pansexuality and omnisexuality after this break. 
many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich. And tonight our topic, so um, strangely named, is Omnisexuality to Pansexuality, or Omnisexual to Pansexual, which was not correctly named. But that's okay. It's created a fun conversation unto itself that I did not name it correctly. And it's actually fun to me that I did that. It's funny. So it's funny. Laugh at it. Okay, cool. Thanks. And... Um, what is sexuality again? Like, what is it? So if sexuality is like what we're willing to, you know, put in our bodies or, you know, put our bodies into body parts into body parts. And that's what our sexuality is. Um, but what about the level of, let's take it a level deeper. You know, I like to kind of get deep on these things. So sexuality, sexuality is a, where we are willing to receive or not receive. Um, so for those of you who are listening, I I do enjoy this body of work called Access Consciousness, and I enjoy a lot of other bodies of work as well. And one of the, the things in Access Consciousness that is talked about is sexuality as a judgment, which is funny because um, I sort of agree and I sort of don't agree. But I do say that I would say that sexuality is where how we identify what we're willing to receive or not receive. I uh, if you say I am heterosexual, then you're willing to receive um the opposite genitals to what you have. 
or the other genitals to what you have. So if you are, you know, if you are pansexual or omnisexual and you're like, I'll, I'll have everybody in anything. Cool. How much more receiving can you have? Now, if you don't even have to identify um, how much more receiving beyond that can you have? Because omnisexual and pansexual is also limited in a way to people. Um, it's basically, it does talk about sexuality with people. It doesn't necessarily mean um, I'm omnisexual and not only do I enjoy bodies of, you know, all kinds of bodies, binary and non-binary bodies, but I also enjoy copulation with entities and rocks and trees and um in some states where it's legal animals you know that's kind of really inclusive but those of you who didn't hear my show about strange things that are legal and illegal in the world you might enjoy that because you know if you have a 40 pound animal in washington dc you can have sex with it because it's legal um but that would be very open, and that is a, I don't even know if there's a name that's inclusive to everything, including bestiality. That's That would be truly, like, beyond omnisexuality. That's just, like, and so Pan, Pan and Omni are saying all. They really are referring to all bodies and people, not really referring to animals, trees, um, vegetables, and all things like that. So, if you are willing to, though, receive from everybody and anything, what are you? Just a nice little freak, and I love you for it. But it doesn't mean you have to have sex with them, guys. I'm not saying you have to copulate with the animals that are less than 40 pounds or copulate with your favorite carrot or your favorite, you know, um, eggplant. You don't have to. And it's just saying, like, hey, if times were tough and it was me and the eggplant, that might happen. If times were tough, I might go to the eggplant and love it up. But right now I'm cool. I like people and I like bodies. And um, I don't, yeah, somehow yesterday the table conversation at my mom's even became really funny. Um, I was talking to her about, I'd gone to an event last weekend. It was a fundraiser. And I was kind of laughing because I I can I can turn people on really fast and man, I can turn them off just as fast as I can turn them on because man, I got talents. I can say stuff that will shock the poop out of people and scare them just a little bit. Um, and there, uh, there's a young guy who was like getting really intrigued and I kept flashing him the fact that I was married and I'm like, and I'm twice your age, but it's all cool. But thank you for the compliment. And at one point, um, one of the girls was like, oh yeah, somebody saw one of the, Kiki videos you did. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, well, what's Kiki? I said, Kiki's one of my puppets. Um, yeah, I'm going to talk about puppets for a minute because <laughs> I can. And um, it was, he was like, puppets? You have puppets? And it was a really funny reaction. He went from being like totally intrigued, like I was so interesting, to like, oh, my God, she likes puppets. She's weird. And he actually said to me, that's a really um, – that is a really creepy and specific thing to be interested in. I'm like, thank you. He was like, wow, that um, that doesn't bother you. I'm like, nope. Whether you like puppets or not, I don't. I'm not gonna change me for you, buddy. I love puppets. 
And I'm saying this at the dinner table, telling this story, and and my mom says something about, well, you could have asked him to have a threesome with the puppet. Um, and I was like, yeah, not everybody, not not everybody's into that. And Mike's like, what? Kiki's Mike is my lover husband. Mike's like, oh, what? Kiki's awesome. And my mom's like, wow, that is way too much information. Okay, side note, Mike has never had a threesome with me and Kiki. But I did like his approach to it that kind of scared my mother in a way that made her like not want to further the conversation about puppet threesomes. So that, that too, that is very inclusive, puppet threesomes. That's like beyond bodies, right? That's like including everything, let's face it. So again, what if we didn't have to title anything? And if it was like, hey, what turns your body on? Cool, choose it. And and even omnisexual and pansexual might actually be a limitation to what you're willing to receive. If you weren't just going, oh yeah, I'm just going to receive uh, orgasmic, yummy energy. I'm going to be loved and be turned on by um, people's bodies that are, you know, you know, people bodies. I'm just going to only be turned on by people bodies. And you couldn't walk by a flower and it could give you an orgasm. You just wouldn't let that show up. But, you know, you could be like, say you're in a botanical garden and there's these like luscious flowers growing and the scents are like everywhere. Your body might be turned on. So labels are completely restrictive. So freaking annoying. And what if you could just walk through that botanical garden blissfully orgasmic and like receive from all the plants? And then you don't even have to be an ecosexual. You're just being turned on by nature. And if you choose to, you know, get in the middle of the pile of flowers, even though it might be public, and just like enjoy yourself, awesome, you might get arrested, but it's a possibility that exists, right? So if you're not judging any of it, if you're not judging you and what you're willing to receive, and if you're not looking to label you and try and understand you by giving yourself a label, I gotta understand what this is that I'm feeling. I need a word for it. How do I love everything? Oh, I must be pansexual. No, maybe you just love everything. Maybe you're just not judgmental. And as soon as you start putting the labels on it, you start freaking judging it. So let's just knock that poop out because that poop isn't working for me. It's just it doesn't work for me. So uh, let's just destroy it. Okay, cool. And if you are willing to receive from anything, again omnisexual and pansexual, essentially they're trying to say they receive from everybody and anything. Cool. Again, it's bodies and people. So if you are willing to receive from all energies from everywhere and anything in the entire universe and allow your body to be turned on, guess what you are? You're an infinite being. And that's not even a label. That's an awareness. You are actually just an infinite being. You don't even have to say it. Just when you are receiving from everybody and everything in the entire universe, you begin to expand. You, the being, your awareness expands. The joy in your body expands. The orgasmic energy in your body expands. And you're blissfully living. And you don't even require identifiers or labels. or You don't require any of that stuff because you're being and when you're truly being, you don't actually require a label to know who you are or what you be or what you'll receive. What is in the sexuality? You don't care because you're being and receiving and everything can show up and it doesn't matter. Um, 
where when we start to get to oh um I really I'm just okay I'm gonna just be focusing on my uh, heterosexualness right now okay cool and then your energy has to contract it has to get smaller in order for you to focus on your heterosexuality or focus on your you know binary sexualities or your unilateral uh, ways of having sex only this kind of person if you're or only with yourself like you will begin to really cut off so much awareness receiving joy body pleasure no matter what you're doing when you start to label anything um you know labels of all kinds but i think labeling your sexuality is an enormous way of cutting off your joy and your orgasmic living so whatever you're choosing if you are if you are the energy of let's get that energy back because we can be that in a second so we're, when we're being joy when we're being play when we're being orgasmic life enhancing energies and we're allowing ourselves to be mega, mega, mega. And we've kind of allowed our bodies to be enveloped in like a giant love bubble of joy in orgasmic life and living. And, you know, we can expand our being into that love bubble and just like soak it up in body into the being. When you allow that to show up, that's you. That's who you are. And you don't need a label, right? You don't need it. It doesn't, it's not required. And then, okay, so now you're in this giant love bubble, joy bubble, um, and you don't have anything that's defining you. You're totally undefinable. And now what? Now you can just allow yourself to be expanding, expanding, receiving. You're floating, like you're floating around the universe. This is giant, in, you know, in this giant, your body's in this giant love bubble nest of joy. Um, you know, and it's bouncing off of people and, you know, it's, it's creating new, um, energies for them. It's like sparking something awake and alive in people. And if we're walking around contracted with labels of who we are and who we'll receive from, we are not being that giant joy bubble that's dancing around, um, you know, enhancing other people's lives and their orgasmic energy in their body. We're just not doing that, and we really don't need no stinking labels. That's right, Rhonda, because those stinking labels are so unfun. Even though we've tried to create so many that are inclusive, and I get that. I get that omnisexuality, pansexuality, ambisexuality, all of those are trying so hard to be inclusive, but guys, there's still a label, and they're still identifying what you will and won't receive, and it's still limiting you to receiving from bodies. Those titles are still about bodies. They're not about energies. They're not about everything. They're not about everything on the entire planet, other planets, other universes. Um, and they're not allowing you to truly get that you can be turned on at all times by everything and anything. They still kind of put you into this box of you can only have um, intimacy, sexual intimacy, physical intimacy, um, sexual pleasure, and... Um, sensualness with people and you know you can have sensualness with a chair 
you could go into a fine, beautiful furniture store and you might walk up to this gorgeous, you know, buttery, smooth, leathery type, beautiful Ottoman sort of style, you know, luxury seat that just hugs your body and you melt into it in a way that your body um, is just oozing, um, oozing. It might actually be oozing like love juice because you're so turned on by sitting in this beautiful, you know, buttery, awesome chair. And if you if you are truly enjoying life, those things can turn you on to to like amazing extents. Um, and if you truly aren't enjoying life and, and you're defining what can and can't turn you on, you won't get the full pleasure out of everything that's around you. You won't be able to even receive um the you know you receive like such a small percentage of what's possible for pleasure because you've decided it can only be given to you through other bodies um or you know even if you're into bestiality you'll define yourself as only being able to receive pleasure from animals uh if you're you know ecosexual you're only going to define yourself as receiving pleasure from the earth but what i'm saying guys is we can receive energy from everything and it can turn us on to in ways you've you may have imagined but maybe never experienced or ways you might have allowed yourself to experience for a second but found it so strange or unusual or intimidating that you might have just shut it right off right after that so I really encourage you guys that if you are looking at these titles, you know, sexual to pansexual, and you're thinking, yeah, yeah, I want to love everything. Remember, it's everything. It's not just the bodies. And if you didn't have to give yourself a label, how much more fun could you have? Um, you know, there's there's even one of the discussions that I was reading, there was a... Um, there was like a blog about omnisexuality to pansexuality versus, and uh, I was reading that, and even in that, the person it was writing did have like a, a train of thought similar to what I'm saying is that we're still there's still a limitation there, and you know, but what ultimately what people are try, striving for is like. Wh- what is this? Because something that we haven't defined on the planet yet, it's something that maybe we had trillions of years ago that we started to judge ourselves out. We started to create limitations around so that we would actually separate from source. We would separate from each other. Um, and then we would you know, start identifying with sexuality in order to procreate, to maintain this planet, to keep people going, right? So um, when we go back to if there was no uh, requirement for procreation or anything, what would turn you on? And if procreation wasn't the ultimate goal, um, even though our bodies are kind of hardwired for that instinct, um, we can also bypass some of that hardwiring. I know we can bypass hardwiring because I've bypassed a lot of my own hardwiring um, in this in this lifetime, so I know it's possible. And if if you are looking at like how how you would allow yourself to receive from everywhere and anything just just for fun like wow a butterfly could turn you on you know and you'd allow it and you wouldn't have to have a label and it's an amazing thing and as as we start to go through that 
um, and you no longer have to identify yourself, how much more ease will we all have on the planet when all the labels are disappeared, including things like ADHD and OCD? It's just like, wow, hi, how are you? You don't need a label. You know, these label things are fairly new. Like the whole way of labeling people's um, sexuality is is fairly new. It It really... It started off in the DSM, which is a way that people, um, psychologists use to identify um, different behavioral problems, we'll say. Um, and until, uh, it wasn't actually when I was in university in the 90s, it was the DSM 4, I think, was the first DSM, which is how they categorize different psychological um, stuff. The DSM-4, I think, was the first DSM that took homosexuality out as a sexual deviance. Before that, it was actually being sexually deviant. Um, so now, there's all these other labels that there isn't so much, uh, there are still sexual deviations in the DSM, but they aren't they aren't calling homosexuality a deviation anymore. And I'd like to know when will none of these be a deviation? When will none of these be a problem or an issue that needs to be medicated or looked after? Or um, when when can we just all um, love whatever and receive at the level we're, we're willing to receive at and then challenge ourselves to receive even greater and more and more and more to the place where we're so much space that we have no judgment left on the planet, where we don't have to identify and we don't have to label. I know, sounds crazy, sounds ideal, and I also know it's possible, and it begins with each one of us where we start to just go, I'm choosing not to label any of it. And when you start to notice you're like labeling, just like I did on the TTC, and I was like, oh, um, lesbians or this or that, and I was like, wait a minute, stop, okay, what is this? It's an intriguing energy. It's an intriguing energy. That's all it is. It's not that it has to be labeled. And I noticed that I was doing that in my brain. But that's part of awareness and consciousness is to notice when you're actually doing that, to stop it and ask a question. Um, and some of you, I can already hear your head going, yeah, that's so much work. Yeah, and if you're choosing to have a conscious planet, do the freaking work. Just as easy as that. Do the freaking work and stop judging, especially when you notice you're doing it. Um, just stop it and choose to notice when you're doing it so that you can stop it and choose something different. I want to thank all of you guys for being awesome, listening to my crazy stream of consciousness on omnisexuality to pansexuality on this episode of The Pleasure Zone. Um, next week we're going to have something fun for you to listen to as well because there's always something fun to listen to. But you know me. I'll know that in the next probably 45 minutes so you'll actually know about it after the show, not right now. Um, and check me out on my website, MilicaJelenic.com, to find all my upcoming fun things that I've got planned in the world. Have a great week. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Milica Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.